Hello, weary internet travelers, and welcome to an in-between show, a very special in-between show. Yeah. This is the first ever before and after show field trip. Roadshow. The roadshow. The before and after show roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, too, that's too many shows. <laughs> it's the perfect amount of shows. As you can hear, we are driving, so that's all road noise you're hearing. Yeah. And if you hear us talk about traffic or suddenly yell, uh, that's because we are driving. Yeah. Not we, I am driving. And you have already heard her, but I'm joined by Kristen Smith, my wife. Yeah, people are starting to worry that you just had gained another personality, so. Doble, doble alternate personality? Yep. All right, so the reason we're doing this is we're currently on our way to Los Angeles, California. Boom. And the reason we're on our way to Los Angeles, California is because I won a couple of tickets to a very special event tonight at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. Um, the event is, it doesn't have an official title, so it's hard to describe, uh, but bear with me. Basically, there's two movies um, that premiered at the Egyptian Theater, which is the theater we are headed to right now. Yes. 90 years ago to the day of this recording, May 14th, 1926, um, 90 years ago, these two movies premiered on the same night, back to back, at the Grauman Egyptian Theater. So it's like an anniversary celebration. Yes. Yes. So they are showing those two films back to back again tonight at the Egyptian Theater uh, in Hollywood, California. And we are headed to that. Yes. Um, the two movies are Sparrows, starring Mary Pickford, and The Black Pirate, starring Douglas Fairbanks. Um, those are likely unfamiliar names to you. They are unfamiliar names to me. And the reason is because it's a 90-year-old uh, <laughs> films, 90-year-old film stars. You actually may have heard of Douglas Fairbanks Jr. He was... No. He was uh, one of the... He was the son of Douglas Fairbanks, and he was in more talkies. Um, both of the films we're going to tonight are silent pictures. And the reason the, the it's a Pickford-Fairbanks double feature is because they were married at the time that these movies came out. And they were both friends with Sid Grauman, the person who ran the Egyptian theater. You also may recognize his name from Grauman's Ch Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so he ran this double premiere for them because they were his friends and they were married and they had movies coming out the same day. So that's, uh, that's what we're in for tonight. Um, much like how it was 90 years ago, uh, Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks Sr. will not be in attendance because they're dead. They were alive <laughs> at the time these movies premiered, but they did not attend the premiere. However, they sent a letter to the audience, and tonight, um, a Mary Pickford biographer is going to read the letter to us. Uh, That's cool. As was done 90 years ago. So, also, these are silent movies. And... Okay seeing them in one of the 
uh, great movie palaces and one of the only leftover relics of that time in Hollywood. And we are going to be seeing it with live piano accompaniment. Piano or organ? I'm not sure. Um, I originally thought it was organ, but the um. event page on Facebook says piano. Interesting. Yep. So, I don't know. Okay. Uh, before we get into the movie specifics, and uh, Chris and you get to talk, the last thing is this, uh, this theater, like I said, is a movie palace, and that means this theater is 600 seats. That's a lot. The theater that Kristen and I got married in was 325 seats. Which was also a lot. And it was gigantic. Yeah. So this is basically double the size of the theater that we got married in. So I don't know if this is sold out. I can't imagine any sort of a 2016 where this <laughs> is sold out. But there are a lot of hipsters in Los Angeles. It's true. And a lot of film students who have to go to this for their film class. Oh. I'm sure. I'm okay. positive of that. Because especially they're offering a pretty generous student discount. Um, yeah, I won these tickets via Twitter because American Cinematheque, who runs the Sid Grauman's Chinese Theater, or Egyptian Theater, they ran a contest to win these tickets. And they were giving away five pairs of tickets. The thing is, four people entered the contest. Yeah, we're Be lucky. Because I think the uh, crossover between people who know who Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford are and Twitter users is very, very tiny. And uh, so we used that to our advantage, and now we're on our way. So the first movie is Sparrows, and it's going to be introduced by a Mary Pickford biographer. She's going to give us a little background on the movie as well as Pickford herself and likely the early role that she had in Hollywood. Um, Mary Pickford, along with Douglas Fairbanks, Charlie Chaplin, and oh, a couple other people, founded United Artists Studios. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And they did that because, uh, much like Charlie Chaplin, who was a writer, director, star, and composer and producer, Mary Pickford was often a producer, director, and star, and it was all these sort of Hollywood powerhouse people that felt like the creators and the artists should have more control over what they were creating and writing, and so they banded together and formed United Artists. This is one of the first United Artists um, releases that we're about to see. And so she'll probably touch on that, and then she's going to read us the letter that Pickford and Fairbanks wrote to the audience 90 years ago. And then we're going to watch the movie. And the movie is about um, Mary Pickford, who plays this sort of adolescent. It was one of the last times she was able to play a, uh, a teenager on film. And she plays this adolescent who's on, uh, I believe, a... It's, it's a baby farm, so essentially an orphanage. Wait. Are... What? They, like, so really bad orphanages were called baby farms. Because okay. it was just like, we just stacked a bunch of kids on top of each other and we don't actually care about them. Okay. And she plays this adolescent who's kind of at the tail end of being in the system. And she helps uh, some of the children escape from these 
really like bad conditions. Okay. That that they're in, um, and there's like an alligator infested swamp, and yeah, there's there's all kind of stuff that how like they abuse these children basically. This seems like uh, Annie meets the rescuers, but with one hundred percent less talking mice. Okay. And really depressing. Okay. I mean, The Rescuers is pretty depressing if you actually pay attention to it. Got it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what Sparrows is about. So Kristen, what do you, what do you think about Sparrows? What are you, is there anything you're looking forward to? Um, I know you, this is going to be your first silent film, right? Um, I mean, technically not. You saw The Artist? I did. Okay. Um, and I've seen clips, you know, here and there of, like, silent films. Um, yeah, but I don't know if I've actually sat through an entire one. Got it. Um, are you, uh, what are you expecting out of that experience? Um, I'm expecting, I'm looking forward to the live music. I think that will be fun. I don't really know a whole lot about it, besides that it's apparently depressing and about babies and baby children dying. Yep. So, I also get kind of emotional, so I don't want to get too emotional during it. Yeah. Um, the event does say to bring your tissues. I thought I think it's interesting because usually you associate well at least now you associate silent films with comedy and like the vaudeville stuff and all that and I don't really know if I know a lot of like serious dramatic or like sad silent films and I think that that would be interesting because I can't conceptualize it and because I'm so obviously I'm so used to hearing things and having like the way that the actor or actress uh, presents dialogue to that it has a major impact on like the story. So I have a hard time conceptualizing that being completely removed from a film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's title cards that that you know pop up when dialogue is supposed to be happening that you need to know about. Yes, I understand that. I'm just saying, but that's not the same thing as, I mean, I really don't think it would be the same, like, any of the famous, like, movie speeches, I'm not good at thinking of that kind of stuff, but if someone was making, I don't know, there's probably a speech in, like, Braveheart or something, right? or like Independence Day. Yeah, if any one of those speeches, (laughs) I'm just trying to make a point, if any one of those speeches, like, didn't have sound... Would it really be as impactful? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not saying it wouldn't. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about silent films, too, is um, they rely way more heavily on visual storytelling. Okay. Because they have to. You know, yeah. You don't want to inundate your audience with title cards. Like, they didn't come to read. Yeah. They came to watch these people, and especially Mary Pickford by this time. She'd been working since 1913, I think, mm-hmm. and she was uh, 
by and large, the very first celebrity, uh, like Hollywood actress celebrity. Mm -hmm. Um, She very much was the the one who who got sort of the first taste of, like, paparazzi and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, people are going to see Mary Pickford. They're not going to go see a bunch of words with Mary Pickford in between it. And so as a result, a lot of this is going to have to be told visually. And I think that the impact you can have on that is very large because um, because they, they are limited. You know, you have to make that, you have to make those emotions universal. And there's almost this... Better universality to a silent film than there is a talking picture because everyone knows those emotions. Like it tra- transcends language barriers. Yes. Um, so I'm interested to see this. This is actually going to be my first silent drama. Yeah, because they seem to be more. Were there a lot of them? Or yeah, I mean they were. A, a lot of them were foreign. Okay. Um, or, or not necessarily foreign films where the title cards were in a foreign language, but a lot of the creators of those were foreign. Okay. Whereas a lot of the uh, American silent film pe- people were either action, adventure, or comedy. Okay. Um, as we'll talk about in a second with The Black Pirate, um, although Mary Pickford was from America too. But anyway, so this is going to be my first silent drama. That I've only seen silent comedy, so it's actually going to be my first silent uh, action adventure as well and I'm really interested to see that um, just to see how a drama takes like unfolds yeah in a silent picture it's gonna have to I feel like maybe it will be really good though because the actors have to work a lot harder yeah yeah that's true so after we're done crying (laughs) and uh, we recover from that I think there's gonna be a brief intermission and the Pickford and Fairbanks uh, historians are going to do a signing in the lobby. They're going to have their books for sale. There's going to be a prologue to the Black Pirate, which is the dual the dual dance of the Buccaneer Beauties. I think I got that name correct. They okay. basically hired like a rockette style dance troupe yeah. to perform a Black Pirate in dance number before the movie. I mean, honestly, that seems super 20s. Do you remember the 80s version of Annie? No, I've never seen it. Okay, so in the 80s, I don't know, I haven't seen the most recent one. I really haven't seen any other version of Annie other than the 80s version of Annie. That was from the 80s, right? Mm. The one with the uh, what's-her-face? Oh, I don't know any of those actors' names. Um, Oh, the one with Carol Burnett? Yes. That one came out in the 70s. 70s. Okay, I'm sorry. I take it back. 70s. So that's the only one I've ever seen. Right. So they go to the movies. Do you do you I've know the summary? Annie. Okay. So Daddy Warbucks takes Annie to the movies, and there's a whole song that goes, "Let's go to the movies," and they have a whole song. And during this song, they show the beginning of them going to the movies. They actually show the whole scene of them going to the movies, but in the beginning. There's a Rockette-style troupe who's singing Let's Go to the Movies 
but they are actually live at the theater right. doing the, I mean, it could be a number of things, just that it was a movie, but, um, there was a rocket style troupe singing before the movie started. So in my mind, when it, cause it was set in the twenties, I believe okay. that that version of Annie, I could be wrong, but it just seems super 20s for that to happen, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty cool. And my understanding is that more than likely, that will not be the only dance number of the night. What? Yeah. They kind of hinted that there will be other surprises. Why does surprises to you mean dance numbers? That's the only thing I can think of, unless, like, Leonard Malton shows up and decides to talk to us, which would be the greatest thing ever. It would, I think explode your tiny little film heart. I would pee a little bit. <laughs> um, I actually kind of expect him to be here tonight if okay. he's not. He might be a can because um, can is going on Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. If he's not, I actually would not be surprised to see him. So after that, we're going to be getting a screening of the Douglas Fairbanks film, The Black Pirate. Uh, I actually don't know too much about The Black Pirate, uh, okay. aside from the fact that it's sort of a swashbuckler from 1926. I mean, premiered the same night. Yeah. And uh, Douglas Fairbanks is one of the all-time great, you know, uh, leading men. If okay. you think of, like, an old Hollywood leading man, likely your picture is... is and likely your picture is Errol Flynn. I almost said Errol Morris, but Errol Morris makes documentaries in this year. Okay. Yeah, but uh, likely the, the man you're picturing is Errol Flynn. They all kind of look the same, just like dashing white guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. looked a lot like his dad. Errol Flynn looked a lot like both of them. They're all pretty interchangeable, but Douglas Fairbanks Sr. is probably what you think of when you think of a leading man from this era. And, um, yeah, so so he was he was you know the uh, for all intents and purposes kind of the Tom Cruise, okay of of that time you know just the go to action movie guy, mm-hmm. and so this is going to be you know a high seas adventure, which you I feel like is a a phrase you hear a lot about. Um, Fairbanks was, I think, one of the first people to portray Robin Hood. I could be wrong about that. He may have portrayed someone else in the Robin Hood movie. Um, but he, he was in it. He was in it. He was in the very first Robin Hood movie. He uh, he portrayed um, Ben-Hur, I believe, in the original Ben-Hur film. Oh. He also is the first uh, on-film depiction of Zorro. Oh. Yep. Which okay. is kind of racist, but it was the twenties. Yeah. So the the Black Pirate is you know a pirate movie, and I actually don't know a lot about uh, pirate movies that aren't Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. And so I'm not actually super familiar with the trappings of them, so I have less to say about this one. But Kristen, we'll we'll start with you again. Like, what do you what are you thinking about? I'm gonna start pirate? this this conversation with a question. Mm-hmm. Is there a genre just called pirate movies? Yeah, there were a lot of pirate movies in the silent era and shortly after. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Pirate, uh, arguably the Sinbad movies are kind of pirate movies. Um, 
Mutiny on the Bounty, uh, a handful of others. Like they, they, it was it was a popular genre. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think that this will be a welcome film after the first one. Yeah. Um, I think that it's probably just going to be fun, and maybe I feel like I'm going to regret saying this, but maybe even a little bit cute to our 2016 standards. Just like, oh, isn't this cute? He's dancing around as the pirate. Yeah. Kind of a deal. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I think it's also going to be interesting. I think all of this is visually going to be very fascinating because it's going to show exactly what people thought a hero looked like. Um, what pirates looked like and uh, I don't know I think it's going to be interesting I think it's especially going to be interesting because I I mean I know the Pirates of the Caribbean is like kind of like the struggle between good and bad pirates but also I feel like generally you see pirates as bad but obviously he's the hero so I don't know yeah I think you're going to look at this and go not that's cute but uh, was that person alive after they did this? Because okay. it's an action adventure and there's all these big stunts in them and there were all these big stunts and not all this safety equipment and not all this CGI and not all this safety regulations. So a lot of it was, you know, do what we need to get the shot. And a lot of these guys put their lives in a lot of danger. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to totally go on a tangent for a second. Wasn't there a movie recently that you that you were talking to me about that had some kind of, uh, some kind of scene with a train and there were a bunch of guys that actually just, like a bunch of Russian guys that just stood in front of a train? Oh, you're talking about Hardcore Henry. Okay. No, they ran across a bridge in the, okay. in the rain. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah, we used to do this all the time as kids. And uh, the director was like, well, let's film an action sequence here. And uh, they pulled over, got out of the van, and they didn't have any of their safety equipment. Because the director decided, let's make an action sequence here as they were driving to where they were going to film their other action sequence. Okay. So they just filmed it real quick. And it was, it's, you can see it in the movie. It's a metal bridge that these dudes are running up um, in the rain in the rain it's insane I couldn't believe it okay so I'm sorry that just reminded me of that because you know uh, you were talking about safety regulations and I was like I feel like sometimes people break those even today yes (laughs) yeah I mean you know and we see guys very much influenced by it now like Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. you know um, jumping out planes yeah yeah exactly um and that was not the most impressive thing he did in that movie, either. Like, yeah. he, he's notorious for doing all his own stunts, and so were a lot of these silent film guys. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think I'm actually going to probably prefer this movie. Okay. It's, I mean, that makes sense. It's going to be a lot more fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Although I think Mary Pickford is going to be incredible, uh, her performance, mm-hmm. in... Sparrows, I think that this movie is going to be one that I can see myself watching again. Okay. That Um, makes sense. 
also it's going to be in color. Oh. Yeah, this is... Was it redone? No. Uh, This is one of the very first examples of Technicolor. Oh. And um, it's it's, it's called two-strip Technicolor, which basically means that the film goes through, instead of just the one uh, strip of film, it goes through two strips, and they're both colored differently, and they blend together to make one color image. Huh. But I don't think there are going to be any blues and yellows. Really? Yeah, that's my understanding. How do you... That's, like, two of the primary colors. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There is a black and white version, but we were watching the, the Technicolor version. Uh, did they film it in black? They filmed it in Technicolor, right? Yes. So how would you go about making a black and white version of that? I think you would just develop it on black and white film. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure, but the... So the print of Sparrows we're watching is coming from UCLA and their film archives. Okay. And the print of uh, Black Pirate that we're watching is coming from the American Film Institute and their archives. So these are pristine prints of these movies. Yeah, you said they were basically the closest the closest thing you can get to the like original, right? Yes, but they've also been cleaned up. So they've been okay. they've got they've gone through and, you know, cleaned up the, the movies or the, the films as best they can. They haven't done any digital correction to it, obviously. Yeah. But they've cleaned up the print as best they can, um, for them. So they should look really, really good. Okay. Yep. So I'm really excited about this event as a whole. I love old movies. I love classic cinema. Um, For those of you guys who have been listening since the beginning of the show, the show's roots are very much in classic cinema. And so I realized that if you do movies people have heard of, they listen. And, uh, you know, we maintain an element of classic cinema here with the before and after show film school. Yeah. And uh, I really like that. It's one of my favorite segments we do. Um, and while this likely won't be a before and after show film school, obviously, it uh, I feel like it's very much in the spirit of the show, and that's why I wanted to podcast it. Okay. And yeah, uh, thank you for joining me, wife. No problem. I like adventures, especially with my husband. That's good. Um, yeah, so we are going to release this right now. Oh. And then expect a follow-up episode after we see these movies and what we thought about them, because this is, after all, the Before Before and After after Show. So, uh, until next time, you can find us on Twitter, at Before and After Pod. That's at Before, the letter N, After Pod. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at MJSmith891. Wife, are you on Twitter? No. Okay. Um, you're on Instagram, though. I'm on Instagram. Where do people follow you on Instagram? Uh, at Mrs. Smith's Life. So, Smith, but plus an S, no apostrophe, life. Okay. And you can email the show, before and after show at gmail.com. You can um, find us on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, find us on Facebook. And Stitcher! Find us on Stitcher. That's Boom. right. We just got added to Stitcher this week. Um, you can find us on YouTube, the Before and After Show. We have a new video every Tuesday, and we have a new podcast every Thursday, and unless we have bonus content like what you're listening to right now. Yeah. 
And, yeah, until very soon from now, go watch uh, Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks pictures. All right.